This is the Psychic Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rossiter. I'm an artist, writer, and psychic medium living in Hawaii. This show is about people who are intuitive and creative, and what the process of integrating that awareness looks and feels like, and how we can access and develop that place inside of us all that is supremely psychic. For today's episode, I am sharing a panel discussion called Reiki 101, which will help you to understand what is Reiki and how does it work. And we even share the uh, experience of giving Reiki during this panel. So it's very special. My guests are so lovely. We have Laura Michelle Powers, Chris Pinkerton, and Shelly Wasiki Frankie. And I just am so pleased to share this with you. I was guided to do this by my angels and guides um, as something that is just really needed right now in the world for more people to learn Reiki and to share Reiki and to teach Reiki. Um, basically, this universal healing energy is very peaceful and supports us all in connecting with our highest good. I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, I wanted to share that I'm offering half off for Reiki trainings for November and December. So this is a wonderful way to connect with a universal healing energy and be able to heal yourself and others immediately. So I would love to share this with you. It's a beautiful training. It's two hours online on Zoom and it's just one-on-one -on -one training and I share lots of information, help to teach you how to get grounded in your body, to call in angels and guides for protection. I give you a Reiki level one attunement and the training will support you in helping others and yourself to heal and attune with this beautiful light and healing energy that can be so supportive and clear away anything that's not aligned for your highest good. So looking forward to sharing that with you. So please go to sarahroster.com slash Reiki to learn more. Welcome everyone to this panel called Reiki 101. Um, it's just amazing the, the people that I know who do Reiki and who use Reiki. And I wanted to invite Chris Pinkerton, Shelly Wasiki Frankie, and Laura Michelle Powers to speak about Reiki and share how Reiki has changed their lives and their clients' lives, and also how it has supported you in your intuitive work. So um, I would just start with, you know, quick introductions, but um, uh, so Laura Michelle Powers, you're a celebrity psychic and a Reiki master. And Laura actually taught me Reiki a couple years ago. And then we have Chris Pinkerton and you are a healer and a Reiki practitioner, Reiki master, and you're also going to be teaching soon. And you have many clients. You're in Ohio. Laura, you're in Las Vegas. And Shelly, you're also in Ohio. And Shelly is a shamanist and a Reiki practitioner and has been working with animals recently and just does a lot with nature. So I love you guys. And please just jump right on in. Do you want to start, Laura? Sure. So I started into my sort of psychic spiritual 
work uh, many years ago after I went through a really crazy life shift with going through a divorce during the recession. I'd always been intuitive and psychic, but didn't really have the tools how to manage it. So I basically had a life crisis in my life where my marriage fell apart. I became unemployed. I was physically ill. And I went to a psychic to try to get direction because my life was frankly a mess. And she explained how I had psychic abilities and that I had blocked them out. And when I had blocked them out, I blocked out my intuition, which made sense. So I pretty quickly just dove into this kind of psychic spiritual world, had an angelic visitation experience, which profoundly changed my perspective on the world and how everything works and started to take psychic development and training classes and very quickly started to work as a psychic myself and also teach classes. And fairly early on in that journey, I was guided by my angels and spirit guides to get Reiki attunements and practice Reiki. And I really honestly didn't know anything about it. It just was this psychic and intuitive hit that I got. And I, I got my first attunement and noticed a very rapid shift in my energy, my manifesting abilities. So I did levels one, two, and three, which level three is also called master level, very quickly kind of back to back. And that next year and few years after that, I had incredible rapid positive shifts in terms of what I brought in, my manifesting ability, my psychic ability also increased. And so I started to not only practice it with my clients, but also to do attunements for others. And I'm a real advocate of it, not just for our own health and wellness and our ability to shift and be tuned in, but also because it really does assist us with connecting with our own intuition and psychic abilities. So I'm a big fan and I've seen those kinds of transformations, not only for myself, but my clients as well. So I'm like, yes, get, you know, get your attunements, get Reiki itself done on yourself. But I think getting the Reiki attunements is an incredibly powerful way to transform your life and circumstances. Chris, do you want to talk next? So I'm Chris Pinkerton, and I am also a Reiki master level practitioner. And my background, um, gosh, like 14 years ago, I kind of entered like the fitness wellness um, kind of industry, but more on like the fitness side. So I was a group fit instructor. I was a personal trainer. I owned my own fitness studio for about six years. And when that all kind of came to a close, there were some family things going on. I was also going through um, just personally a really hard time. So had lost a couple of family members, had passed away. Um, I had closed my business, which was really hard. So it's also a loss. So I feel like people don't always necessarily think about grief or working through grief when we do things like that, like closing a business or um, children growing up and moving away, you know, it's still a loss, right? So a loss is a loss. So I kind of had all these things compounding together and um, actually went to see a friend of mine who is a yoga instructor, went to take her yoga classes, was trying to get more back into that mind-body um, connection. And she suggested Reiki to me and I had absolutely zero clue <laughs> what um, Reiki was or what to expect. Um, so like I had been very well trained in the fitness side, but not so much, um, mind, body, spirit, even though I had also done my 200 hour yoga teacher training, and I'm also a certified health coach. So went to Reiki, really not knowing what to expect. And I always tell my clients this because I'm like, just be open to receive. But I literally had so much trauma kind of stuffed down into my body that 
I cried through my first two or three sessions and literally said like, is this going to stop? <laughs> you know, like I did not feel emotional when I got there, but it all had to come out. Um, so for me, it was a profound healing experience just to work through my grief, um, to work through anxiety and depression that I had dealt with all throughout my life. And then I just had such um, profound healing, like I said, that I really wanted to be able to give Reiki to other people. So I also got trained in um, Reiki one, two, and three, so I can pass it two minutes as well. And then that has kind of opened me up spiritually. So intuitively. And then I also found Laura Powers and some of the ladies in this group and then have continued kind of my intuitive and psychic development. And it's, it's been an amazing journey. So um, the thing I love so much about Reiki is that it's just good for all things, right? So um, I love the adage that Reiki can only do good. Um, it can never do harm. So I love it so much. And I agree. Like, I feel like everybody should receive Reiki, but it'd be great if so many more of us were attuned to give Reiki so that you can not only give to yourself, but to others too. So I love it. So thank you for having me. Yeah, that's such a beautiful story. And I, I love hearing how, you know, we are each sort of waking up to our psychic abilities through Reiki as well. And that it has so much, it's so subtle and beautiful that sometimes I don't recognize, but I also had that experience through doing Reiki. I realized that I was more psychic than I thought I was. Yes. Um, so Shelly, would you like to share? Yeah. Thank you so much first for having me. Um, my story is kind of similar and my difference is I have always been a spiritual person, um, and along my timeline, I had gone to see many intuitive people and many psychics. Every one that I would go to would bring up Reiki, and I have healing in my hands, and get the book Hands of Light, and it took me a couple years to honestly take the step and get the book and start doing it, and when I had my first Reiki attunement, um, Laura, your post today about when big shifts are happening, you know, we can kind of get nauseous. I actually had flu-like symptoms for probably three days. I had so much that I was carrying. I had so much to release and my attunement opened everything. The you know, you're hearing the same words over the profound healing that takes place with this beautiful practice um, opened so much for me that I went back to get my second attunement. I got the symbols to do distance Reiki and I actually got my certification with animals. So I do animal Reiki. Um, I'm a nature person. So I always do Reiki with the earth. I do Reiki with the trees. I do Reiki with all of the elements and you name it. You can do Reiki with everything like Chris said. Um, I think one of the cool things that people sometimes don't connect with Reiki is because it works in the quantum, you know, Reiki works with all timelines. So it's a really good healing modality to use for anything that has happened in your past, if you're trying, if you're working with trauma, if you're working with 
you know, your ancestral work. Um, it works with your present, but you can also send Reiki to the future too. So, you know, you're getting ready for a big interview and you're nervous, send Reiki to that space in the future and put the energy there that is coming. And I think that a lot of people, um, either don't know that or forget about it. And that's a really, really cool thing. So I love that it's gentle. I love that it can be used with everything. I love that it crosses all timelines and I'm with everybody. I'm so excited to get my third attunement so I can teach and share and continue to take my practice um, to other levels. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Shelly. I just had this great image while you were talking of all of us doing Reiki on this call. <laughs> but I want to back up first for a second. Um, in case somebody doesn't know what Reiki is, would anyone like to just give a basic description? Or if someone's never experienced Reiki, and then um, I don't know if you guys are open to actually doing Reiki on this panel. <laughs> but uh, Laura sent me a a video off of YouTube yesterday that was so beautiful it was a woman just doing Reiki for 15 minutes. And she suggested I could just keep it in my hotel room or play it in a space. And it struck me of how I underestimate Reiki sometimes. We just, our minds forget, we know this beautiful thing, and then we forget of our tools. And it is so powerful. Just her offering of Reiki to my space, this woman on the YouTube video, it transcended time and space and it really helped to clear my heart and make everyone in my home feel a little bit more relaxed. And it was very sweet. So Laura, I can't read the chat, but maybe you could share what you just wrote. Oh, sure. So I just said in terms of the Reiki being used in different timelines that, yeah, when you use the distance symbol, that includes time and space. So, yeah, it's just, you know, or if you've had a traumatic experience in your past, if you're wanting to send healing to someone who's not physically in your proximity, which is especially during COVID time has been a very helpful thing. And yes, like the video that I requested or suggested to Sarah, um, I frequently will play these kinds of Reiki videos just in the background. They'll be just like relaxing music and it's just kind of like chills everything out. So if you're feeling stressed or triggered, it's a great thing to do to just help you shift and just feel more calm and mellow as well. Yeah, it really helped. Um, would you want to share, Laura, what, you know, what is Reiki for someone who has never experienced or not really sure what we're talking about? Just a little. Yeah, Reiki is a specific kind of healing energy and some call it life force energy. And it's a type of energy that we all can learn to receive as well as send out. And it's done via these attunements. So attunement is simply when you are basically kind of programmed to receive that kind of energy, but everyone can receive Reiki energy without an attunement. And the profound thing about doing it as a practitioner is you're receiving the energy as it flows through you. So you are not only healing, but you are getting healed. And that's what I love about Reiki is it's really a win-win. And as Chris mentioned, it only works for the good, you know, so you can't be like, oh no, that's not going to be good for that person. The Reiki will only go in and, and it's very smart. And that way will only work in a way that's helpful for that individual and for yourself. Yeah. And so when I learned it from you, I immediately used it on myself and my children. Um, and I noticed instantly how it changed my energy field, my anxiety, um, being around family members or other people that 
might have stressed me out. I could just kind of clear, like just putting my hand on my heart and my stomach or going to sleep at night or going to a new place. I would do Reiki on the room. Um, it was a really helpful, immediate, tactile thing I could do. Um, so it's both tactile and sort of ephemeral working in the energy field, but it works almost instantly to soothe, um, which is such a welcome effect. <laughs> Has anybody had experiences doing that for themselves that you'd like to share? Oh, well, Sarah, I just wanted, I thought maybe it would be helpful to share just if um, there are folks out there that haven't received Reiki, just kind of like how what that means, if that's okay. Um, cause a lot of my clients at first are like, I don't understand what you're doing, <laughs> you know, or tell me what it is. And literally it's such a gentle and soothing, soothing, um, process where it is light touch. So either gentle touch or no touch. And it's literally, um, us as the practitioner, um, hovering our hands or placing them gently on the body in different hand positions. And that's how the transfer of energy happens. So, um, nothing for that person to have to do other than just lay comfortably on a massage table or sit in the chair or however you have them set up. But um, the client stays fully clothed. I just have my clients take off their shoes. They're more comfortable, um, but it's so, super soothing and gentle. And sometimes I even talk about it as being like acupuncture, but no needles because they'll have the same kind of um, opening as far as energy channels and that kind of thing. It's very um, magical also. <laughs> there's a, there's a, the, what I do when I do Ricky is I ask the um, energy to come through my crown chakra and down through my heart and out through my hands. So I think of it as channeling divine healing energy and that energy knows what your body needs. So I don't have to consciously, I'm not entering your energy field with my mind. I'm not trying to change something. Before I ever learned Reiki, somebody told me that and I was a little scared off that, you know, Reiki practitioners will go and do conscious work in your body. And um, so that was not correct. And in fact, I, my energy is here and the person is, you know, six inches away or a thousand miles away. And it's really more allowing that energy to flow through. I'll feel tingling in my hands. Sometimes the person will feel tingling on their body. Sometimes they'll feel hot or cold, but it's really allowing, it's almost like opening the door and saying, yes, universe, please have healing energy flow through me and help this person. And then the person will be healed in the way that they need most. And it, it could be a physical, it could be energetic, it could be past life, it could be emotional. There's so many ways. And I feel like we're kind of, um, we're the channel, but we're also witnessing and we're not really interfering. We're watching. And that's for me how the psychic stuff started to come up because I started to get a lot of information while I was offering Reiki. I started to hear a lot and learn a lot. I'm like, oh, and my hands would be moved to different parts of the body. Oh, there's an issue here. There's, uh, I would be getting instructions from angels and guides. Um, and then I wanted to share that afterwards. So there's always this um, question I have to ask, like, is this appropriate to share with the person or is this just for me? 
Absolutely. Yes. So sometimes I ask that and, you know, it depends on what the client wants to, if they want to speak at all during the session, I try to make it more kind of calming and meditative. And sometimes we'll hold those messages until the end. Um, but yes, I definitely have that come through and it's really interesting. Some of the things that, um, you know, are for each specific client, but the beauty of the Reiki too, is that it's just ultimately relaxing and calming and centering and a stress relief tool. So again, just in a general sense, I always explain it that way to people that in general, you're going to feel more relaxed. You're going to feel less stressed. You're probably going to sleep better after Reiki. And then beyond that, it's very individual as far as whether you experience pain relief or whether you experience an emotional release or um, something more spiritual happens. But again, I just tell people just be open to receive that energy and it's going to go where it needs to go for that moment. And the beauty of that too, is that one Reiki session with the same client may be completely different than the next one. So I love that as well. And Shelly, what about working with animals? What have you found in that, that space? It's actually really, animals are so easy to work with. So when you work with an animal, basically their chakras are kind of lined up in the same spot. Um, you include their ears and you include their tail. So depending on how their ears are or, you know, what their tail looks like, you always include that in your energy work. And animals are great because they will... Um, like where most people are already laying down or sitting and they're comfortable, you can do Reiki with animals and they can be standing, they can be walking around. And as soon as they feel the energy shift, they lay down. Sometimes they flop on their side. They sometimes they'll lay on their backs. Um, Animals have no shame as far as releasing. So a lot of animals will pass gas. Um, a lot of animals will make little gurgly noises. And that's just part of their process. Um, and they're very easy and quick to let you know when they're done. It could be just a subtle turn. They get up and walk away. Um, so timing wise, you just follow their lead as far as what they need. And they're very clear, uh, when they're finished and they've received what they needed and typically they get up and go take a nice long nap. It's been really beautiful to work with, um, with animals myself. And I, I agree with everything you just said, Laura, did you want to share something? Yeah, I would just say that I think humans experience similar, although maybe they may feel less free to do what, whatever. <laughs> I remember when I first started to do Reiki and I, and I had a, a massage table and I, I, I actually, this was like many years ago. I don't necessarily recommend doing this now, but I did like a living social and a group on, and I, I had like a lot of of Reiki clients coming in like back to back, like many sessions in a day. And so it was a real kind of crash course in like doing it as a practitioner. 
but I was always struck at how different people's reactions would be. And, and again, that it could, it really is just like whatever person needs at that time is what will happen. And I would always warn, um, or give a heads up to my clients that, you know, body noises are frequently a side effect of Reiki. So it's, it's very common when you're doing the Reiki that organs will shift and make noises and like stomach gurgling and things like that, like sometimes quite loudly. And I, I, I if I didn't tell people in advance, I found that they would be like, oh, sorry, I don't know what's going on. And I'd be like, no, that's okay. That's, that's a part of the process. And I was always surprised by just how different the reactions were like i'm doing the same thing i'm just you know channeling the energy and i remember i had um in one day i had one woman who literally cried for the whole time you know she just had a lot of releasing to do so for like you know 50 minutes on that table she was just crying 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 and another woman who just laughed like literally the whole time she just was laughing out loud <laughs> and then after she said oh i needed that you know <laughs> So it's just whatever you need in that moment, you will receive it, whether you're an animal or a human. Um, and then it goes in and it works um, on our energy blocks. So if we have blocks to manifesting, to receiving. And after I got my Reiki treatments, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, the changes in my life are coming so fast. All wonderful changes. But I mean, I, in like the period of a year and a half, moved from my hometown Lafayette to Denver, to Los Angeles. I booked BuzzFeed. I booked a TV pilot. I booked celebrity clients. I said, it was like suddenly everything was, was shifting up like so fast. And I think you could get into this almost kind of quantum timeline thing where I had people being like, what are you doing? Like, how are you making these things happen so quickly? And, and I received success relatively quickly, especially compared to a lot of psychics who often have difficulty gaining traction on the business side. And then I want to address something I saw in the chat, which was um, the question, if we have someone in our lives, say a spouse who is skeptical and tends to benefit from science and research-based information, I'd love to hear if any of you have resources to share with them. Otherwise, I might feel like I need to hide it from them since they don't understand it, nor are they open to receiving it. So first of all, I think it's important, just like with anything, to operate on the consent basis. So don't give Reiki to someone who has who doesn't want it um, or ask for it. I would think there's uh, some exception with children because, you know, they're un are frequently under our care um, and that's a little bit different. But there are actually a lot of scientific studies, including one that I cited in the chat, which is a 2019 Harvard study. So most people think Harvard's pretty legit, right? <laughs> in terms of academic studies and science. And they show that there were statistical significant improvements in anxiety, depression symptoms, as well as pain and nausea. So there are absolutely scientific studies about the benefits of Reiki. And, you know, someone who's really closed off this, that may not you know, convince them, but I just want to make sure that people understand that there are these studies out there. Also, I get Laura to ask you about this, um, the messages in the water, that, um, mm. such oh, a yes. wonderful story, if you want to just share that briefly. Yeah, so similar to the timeline, actually, when I learned about Reiki, I was guided to learn about the work of um, this research scientist, and he did this work on water molecules, and he titled his books and his work, Messages in the Water. And he started to take photos of water molecules, and then he noticed that a lot of times they were quite different. And so he started practicing and just experimenting with the 
water molecules had people meditate on messages of love and then messages of hate and the water molecules with love were these beautiful wonderful uh formed crystals and the ones with hate were deformed and ugly so you can just google messages in the water i'll put it in the chat here in a minute um, but I highly recommend everyone to look into that because that's an example of this energetic thing. You know, our our thoughts, our intentions, our frequencies literally have an impact on physical matter. And of course, Reiki is one of those things that can impact. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I often think about that, you know, we're mostly water. And so when we're channeling, um, and Kelly says Masuro Emoto is the doctor's name. Um, and I can share in the show notes, the info on that, on that research, but they're beautiful photographs of the molecules of what they look like. Um, and it's about frequency, vibration, energy, how we share our, um, our intention with the world. And so when your intention is to offer healing energy, it can be very powerful. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that Marcy had put in here that she had a tooth pulled and she had a Reiki session and it really helped with her pain so much. And that's so awesome. And I, I forgot to say when I was introducing myself to part of my healing was I had um, debilitating TMJ um, as a result of a lot of stress, obviously, when I first was going to my Reiki practitioner and I had done a ton of things trying to relieve it. I had even been to my dentist for my cleaning. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to open my mouth. Like it was that bad. And they just kind of said, well, do some warm compresses, take some ibuprofen, which I don't do. Um, but Reiki cleared that for me too. So while we can never make medical claims about what we can or can't do for somebody, like that is my own personal healing. And I was trying a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so raking can definitely help with pain relief. Um, another cool thing I think that happened with one of my clients, and I didn't know this at the time, but, um, it helps open things up. Like we were talking about intuitively, but also creatively as well. So one of my clients is um, a life coach, but I didn't know she was writing a book and she had been having writer's block and really hadn't said anything to me. But then a day or two after she came for her Reiki session, she texted me and said, oh my gosh, um, I'm writing this book. I had this huge block. I hadn't been able to touch it for weeks and weeks. She said after Reiki, it was just like pop, everything opened and she went home and wrote like three chapters and she was just like, it was incredible. She's like, and I could actually feel kind of like that energy pop and shift to open everything up. So that's a really cool story that has kind of stuck with me as well. I love that. And in fact, I'm teaching a course called creativity and consciousness right now and working with a lot of creative people. And that's kind of where the impetus to do this call came from is that I was, I feel that people would really creative people would benefit from having this in their toolbox. Um, mm. And although we've been talking a lot about the um, sort of mystical side of things, I also did do a lot of physical healing on myself. I also had the sort of sore jaw. I had um, parasites. I had um, headaches, migraines, digestive issues, um, back pain, anything that would come up in the last few years, I would do Reiki and it would go away within an hour, if not less. Um, and then it just, I think it's amazing to have this tool to do on yourself as well as share with others. And so for creatives, I love your story. I think that's beautiful. And I, I 
totally can see how that can happen. It's like her heart opened up and she could hear that voice and she could just move forward more easily without the block. Right. Absolutely. And it just, Ricky just helps to center and calm. And, you know, I think if you're in a state of heightened um, anxiety or anything like that, it's hard, you can't really create, right? Like you have to be clear to be able to do that. So yeah, pretty cool. I loved it. It's beautiful. I also wanted to share, um, like Chris, I have, well, not anymore, but I actually due to an accident, um, I fell about 15 years ago and actually shattered the whole right side of my face. So I had reconstructive surgery and I'm bionic and after kind of going through all of the more traditional, um, Western medicine things. And it, like, I was left kind of looking like I had a stroke for almost a year because I blew out the nerve that goes alongside of your face. And I started going to Reiki sessions and Reiki shares. And that helped me just as much. So if you've had an accident, if you've had a traumatic physical event, like it wasn't just my face, it was the whole right side of my body that I had these huge blocks with. And it was no wonder, like I was broken. And then I had these foreign things put in my body. Um, that prompted me even more to get into Reiki and look at the more physical aspects of it. And it, it continued to help heal me. Um, I'm like, you guys, I do Reiki all the time. I do it on myself. I do it on Betty, my dog all the time. Um, you know, the plants in the house, the you name it, I Reiki it up. Um, I make cutting boards and I do Reiki with the cutting boards because food is going to be prepared on those that goes directly into someone's body. What better blessing to have on something than to have Reiki energy put on that. Um, so that was kind of a cool experience. And I have been working with someone that um, went through a very traumatic divorce. It was very unexpected. Um, she kind of had the rug yanked out from under her and she was just stuck. Like she, in every way, in all aspects of her life, um, she was stuck, but she wanted to do the work. And we started um, doing Reiki and the biggest thing that she shared when we kind of finished up was it helped her set boundaries with her ex that she never thought she would have been able to do. But the healing that took place, the centering that took place, the confidence that she got back helped her in, it was almost like the little drop of water that just ripples out. It every part of her life was affected and Reiki ended up helping every part of her life. So there's really nothing that it doesn't or can't touch base with and help with. Um, you know, Chris and Laura and Sarah have all said it's just gentle and it goes exactly where it's needed. And, um, 
it's just such a beautiful, it's a spiritual practice. It's yeah, it's, I am a huge fan and just can't speak highly enough about the whole thing. Yeah. I just wanted to add to what Shelly was saying and that's beautiful. And I'm so excited that your client had all that healing Shelly. Um, that's something also that I like to explain to clients is that, you know, Reiki will complement anything that you're already doing for yourself. So I have a lot of clients that are in talk therapy and they will sometimes, um, you know, put their appointments back to back. So I have one client that will come and receive Reiki and then go to therapy kind of right after, because it does help kind of like center and calm her where some people like to flip flop it. But the nice thing is that because Reiki is so gentle, it doesn't interfere with, you know, talk therapy, or if you're receiving physical therapy or chiropractic or acupuncture, it's actually going to enhance everything that you're receiving from those modalities as well. So that's why I'm always like, everybody should know Reiki. <laughs> everybody should receive Reiki um, because it's just so good for, for everything. Yeah, I even met someone at the farmer's market who was selling Reiki infused clothes. Um, so she buys old clothes and cuts them up and makes new outfits and then she puts Reiki in them. And then, you know, I just thought that was so lovely and so creative. And I often do Reiki on my canvases before I paint. Um, and I think Reiki flows through me when I'm painting and it's really opened up my connection to angels while I'm painting. Um, and then this morning I was doing Reiki on my breakfast and my daughter was laughing at me like, okay, mommy, <laughs> but I, you know, I was wanting to clear the energy and it's a quick, simple way to both connect with something, um, become more peaceful with it and to make sure that what's going into you is clear. Um, and I think it helps you digest better too, right? You're, you're um, infusing that food with that beautiful energy. So it's going to help you, um, assimilate the nutrients better. So I do sometimes forget about that, you know, blessing my food. I definitely forget about Reiki for my plants and my plants reflect that in my house, but, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to get into the practice of doing that too. Or even, um, self Reiki. I do a lot when I wake up in the middle of the night or my dog wakes me up in the middle of the night to go outside and then I can't get back to sleep. Um, but even if you're not attuned, you know, literally just putting your hand on your heart and on your belly, you know, um, are great ways to be able to kind of self-soothe and drift back off to sleep. Yeah. Well, this has been really lovely. I, um, if there's any other questions, put them in the chat, but then I just keep getting the message to share Reiki here. So um, are you, how do you guys feel about that? I'm, I could do it before or after the call, but I feel like just to give a little Reiki to the audience for this might be um, an experiential learning that um, says more than words sometimes. Sure, let's do it. All I right. love it. So, um, all right, so just calling in our angels and spirit guides, please make this a safe space, increase um, the Reiki energy and healing ability and receiving ability. And just asking that um, whatever happens is for the highest good of all and to protect each of us so that we're not taking anything on, but we're offering love and light. And um, 
I suppose you each have your own way of beginning your Reiki session. So I'll just give you a moment. But my angels and guides are super excited that we're doing this. <laughs> so if you're listening, you can just close your eyes and find a comfortable position to sit in. And um, just know that this um, energy is divine. It is clear. It is light. It is the essence of our own healing abilities. And it flows from the universe through us as practitioners to you. And so I'm just going to slowly end the session just to give you a little taste of what Reiki is like. You may have felt some tingling or sensations in your body, or you may have felt nothing. and That's fine. Just know that the intention to send you love and light is there. And so I would just love to hear what anyone's experience of sending Reiki or receiving Reiki was, if you want to share. Mm -hmm. 
I felt um, my hands get very hot and lots of you know, movement coming from the hands. I felt my heart open. I felt this was like an offering of peace to the world. I think that's really important right now to be in a peaceful state. I certainly feel really calm. <laughs> I feel like I just received a bunch of Reiki. I can't see the chat and Laura, I see you've joined us. Hi. Yeah, I, sorry, I had to step away, but I quickly figured out what was happening. So I just <laughs> popped in and joined with that. I think oftentimes I literally can feel the chakras shifting or clearing when I either give or receive a Reiki or both. So in this case, I was really feeling a lot in the heart chakra. I think a lot of empaths will frequently feel that because empaths absorb energy in the heart chakra. That's the empathic center. And so when we give or receive a Reiki, oftentimes we'll, we'll experience a lot of releasing out of that part of the body. So that's something I've specifically noticed for psychics, intuitives, and empaths. Yes. And I see that Marcy made a comment. Maybe you could read that for me. Yeah. She said, my heart started beating very quickly. That's interesting, Marcy. Hmm. So I just think there's maybe there's some movement or clearing. So it's not, I, I would say it's nothing to, you know, be concerned about. Um, again, what Chris said that Reiki only works for the good. Um, once I do Reiki, I also like to ask the angels to clear out any of anything that was released from the psychic and spiritual and physical space because oftentimes we'll just kind of energetically release or dump. And so it's, it's really important to just ask for that to be cleared out and do some kind of clearing practice, you know, whether that's smudging or lighting, a, you know, a spiritual candle or whatever you feel is helpful. Palo Santo is great for this too, to just help clear out anything that was released in the space so you don't reabsorb it. And I, I think Chris has something to add as well. I was just going to tell Marcy that, um, that will manifest for me too, especially when someone's clearing from the heart, like I will get a rapid heartbeat. Um, or sometimes too, like that's my signal almost that there's like some anxiety releasing or the just anxiety that the person's holding on to. Um, so yeah, I get that a lot as well. Um, and yeah, for me during this, um, and giving, I definitely felt as Sarah did the warmth in my palms, but I also will do this more so when I'm doing self Reiki. Um, but I sometimes unwind, which is movement of the body sometimes when trauma is releasing. So I, I was unwinding. I don't know if you guys could see if everyone's eyes were closed, but for me, sometimes I go forward and back. Sometimes I go side to side or I'll go in a circular motion. So today I was kind of just gently, Kind of rocking back and forth so again it's like energy trauma releasing from the body so felt that i'd also love to just um add i'm feeling intuitively to mention that when we get attuned for reiki and when we receive reiki it often will create shifts in our body as the energy shifts our bodies will also shift and sometimes we're guided to make dietary or nutrition changes or release a substance so after I got my Reiki attunement, I pretty rapidly made some changes that I think were really in alignment for my health and well-being. Um, stopped having caffeine, for example, and caffeine is one and, and coffee specifically, just something about coffee with the acidic nature of it, plus the caffeine. Um, I, I found major shifts in my life when I released that. And that was definitely something that was came up to release 
during my Reiki attunement time. So just felt to share that as well. And when that happens, not to fight it, like I, I literally just didn't understand, like I'd been a coffee drinker ever since I, you know, been an adult or maybe slightly before I was an adult sometimes. And I was just used to drinking it. And when I stopped feeling the need for it, I kept, I would like literally pour my coffee and then just like leave, realize it was sitting there undrunk on the like table. And then one day I remember I forced myself and, and I just felt horrible. And the other thing that started to happen is I would literally like drop the coffee. Like I would have this dramatic accident where I just spilled coffee everywhere. And I, it took me a while to figure this out. Like I'm being guided to release coffee, but this was one of those things that kind of came in and shifted um, during the time of my Reiki attunements. And it really was a good thing as an empath, especially caffeine can be a challenge for those who are psychic and sensitive. Yeah, I got to share that I use it for like food addiction. So if I'm craving sugar, um, Reiki and also having psychic communication with angels is really helpful. I can sort of just check in and be like, does my body really want that? Is that me talking or something else? And it just helps you to get grounded and centered and sort of release those I want, I need kind of thoughts. Um, Absolutely. So that, that's really beautiful. Makes it because it can be hard to give something up, especially when it's an addiction like sugar or caffeine. And Reiki seems like a really supportive, immediate way to kind of um, recalibrate your mind or body in the moment. You know, it's a journey, but um, it's like a really quick, supportive little thing that you can do that's not such a struggle of like, ah, I, I want this thing, but I shouldn't. But when you just sort of remind your body that it's okay and you're safe and you don't need that thing, it can be really profound. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be gentle. And I do think that overall Reiki is a very gentle way to shift. Um, we may experience some rapid shifts, but even those tend to be shorter term. Like if we're feeling like the chakra is clearing out, it's not going to be like, you know, over a really long period of time, you, you have that release, that kind of detox phase and then you start to feel much much better and not everyone goes through that kind of detox unpleasantness either some people just feel really lovely the whole time um so i just wanted to share a story but i wanted to check in with shelly did was there something else that you wanted to share from your experience of i just wanted giving? to very quickly say um one, I felt almost like giddy around my heart and that was so beautiful. So thank you all for that. And um, it was interesting as soon as we started, Banyan, who is our kitty, immediately jumped up on her little windowsill, which is right beside me and started meowing, meowing, meowing. Um, so once again, the animals really tune into the energy. She felt it shift. Um, she's actually still prancing around talking, so <laughs> you might hear her in the background, but I thought that that was really cool too. So thank you. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Cause the story that came up to share was the first time I received Reiki was about 20 years ago in, um, San Francisco in the mission district. I went to this amazing woman who was, um, a healer, but she was studying to be a medical doctor. And I just didn't even know what it was, but I trusted her. And she did a session on me and I sat up from the table and I just felt like so different. And I was not in that point of my life, particularly spiritual or have any words to describe it. I didn't know how to meditate yet. 
And um, I think she was a, maybe a Buddhist practitioner or she recommended that I go take a meditation retreat with someone in Berkeley. And on the subway ride home from San Francisco to Oakland, I was really in another dimension. I started seeing everybody's soul energy around me. I was sitting on the train and I felt like I was on drugs. And I just saw like the person sitting next to me was a glowing bubble and the person across from me, I just saw everyone's soul selves. And it was very interesting and beautiful, a little overwhelming. And then I got home and there was my dog and two cats and I saw their souls. And I, I kind of was so overwhelmed. I went into the pantry and closed the door <laughs> and just looked at my cat and I saw inside of her that she was a bird like a little bird spirit and then I I looked at my dog and I saw the biggest heart like she was just all heart and it was such an amazing spiritual psychic experience and I didn't even I was just going with it you know but I had no contacts I wasn't reading I, anything in this field. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I didn't think I was a spiritual seeker, but it was so beautiful to be effortlessly opened up in this way that my intuitive abilities came through and I could really connect. My, my heart was open. My eyes were open. My third eye was open. I was able to see these animals that I lived with every day in their true forms and those images kind of always stuck with me um, of the, their sweet selves that I could really see who they were. So I, I feel like we're sort of at the end of the panel. I can't see the time, but would anyone else like to share or have a question before we finish? I would just love to say that I, I encourage everyone who hasn't you know, gotten the attunements to do it because it will just help you shift in profound ways. And I see that there's no downside <laughs> to doing it. So it's so great for manifesting, for tapping into your intuition, as well as for just wellness. So yeah, I just encourage everyone to do it. And you know, here we have this amazing panel. So th thank you, Sarah, for putting this together with all these individuals that I'm sure would be happy to answer questions if you wanna reach out. Um, and uh, I'll just read the question aloud, Sarah, since I don't think you'd see it from Liz that says, do you have any tips for what to look for in a practitioner? Uh, well, I would say follow your intuition, ultimately see just what you feel like is aligned. And I think everyone here is a practitioner. So, you know, anyone here that you feel to connect with, that's a great start. Um, and I definitely just like working with a psychic, I think it's important to just feel like, is this the right person for me? Because sometimes it's it's just really about that personality fit, that energy fit. There's many different wonderful practitioners, but it's just, is this the, the right person for me? So just follow that kind of feeling. And I also feel like this is one of those things that uh, you invest in. So, you know, sometimes it can feel like, oh, that's a bit of money to put out up front. But it always, I have found, comes back to you in many multiple times versus what you put in. So just something to keep in mind in, in terms of that. Um, because I, as soon as I did my Reiki attunements, my income really increased a lot. Um, and I've, I've heard that from many different people that they go through that same experience when they get their Reiki attunements as well. Yeah, and when you gave me my attunement, you said you can set an intention for this attunement yes. to release something that you might 
be struggling with. So it was totally unrelated to it, but I had a particular issue and it went away and it was mind blowing. I was like, Oh my God, I've been struggling with this for my whole life. And it did, it came back later <laughs> a little bit, but not in the same severity and I'm still working on it, but it was a beautiful relief to just see that by setting this intention, the attunement just really cleared it out. It's very magical and practical and physically, you know, relieves pain. So I know that each one of you has some courses happening and you're each a Reiki practitioner. And I agree with Laura that you could work with any of us or find someone, you know, in your community that you feel drawn to. Um, and so would you like to just each speak about what your upcoming course is for listeners in case they want to work with you? Not necessarily just for Reiki, but, you know, something that you have coming up. I know, Laura, you have a six-month psychic training happening, and um, I just went through it, and I absolutely recommend it and love it, and um, the best thing I can share about it is signing up. So when I signed up about five months in advance, my life just completely transformed as I, I think, energetically prepared to really move into that space, and I know that you have... Um, a early bird sign up thing that ends very shortly at the end of October. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's so interesting. You brought up that, like when you signed up is when you started to experience the benefits like right away, because I think when we take that kind of energetic step, the universe will already start to shift things. Things will shift in our body. So yeah, it's quite profound. I do Ricky attunements, just private ones. Um, you know, those are, are listed on my website, which is healingpowers.net. I'll put that in the, the chat. And, and I do that um, just as needed with clients. I will also do them in small groups. Sometimes I'll do like if I'm traveling, I'll go to like a yoga studio or, or some kind of wellness center and I'll do group classes and attunements, but those are just created as needed. And then, yeah, my six month psychic training program is almost getting wrapped up for this round. And it was so amazing. And, you know, I think in, in many ways it's just the beginning. So the next round will start next year. Um, look at the calendar, I believe it's uh, April or May next year. And it is early bird pricing. I take payments as low as $333 and the pricing does go up as Sarah mentioned at the end of October. So October 31st, that'll go up on the first. So feel free to reach out to me. My email is bookings at laurapowers.net if you have any questions. Um, or you can also DM me at Instagram at laurapowers44 as well. And I think there's other people in this who have also participated in either that particular program or my psychic training as a whole, because I've done some kind of smaller one-off classes. And I just think everyone should get psychic training. So <laughs> I'm going to highly recommend it. It changes your life too. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And Chris, would you like to share what you have coming up or how people could work with you if they want, felt drawn to? Sure. So I too am in Laura's um, psychic training group. So I highly recommend that as well. Um, so I am going to be offering like a six week program starting in January, like mid January um, that I'm calling tune in. That's really for beginners, right? To help you learn how to tap into your intuition, how to listen to it how to clear and um, protect your energy and just flow better with life, right? So all the things that I've been learning through Reiki, through my training with Laura and other things have just really made such a good positive impact in my life and how I go about things. Um, so it just adds more ease. So you can reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram at letter C and then the word pink, 
Wellness. Um, you can find me there or um, find me on Facebook at Chris Pinkerton, or you can also email me, um, same cpinkwellness, but at gmail.com. And I assume that when you do a remote Reiki session, like say I signed up to do it with you, would you do it on the phone or by Zoom or how does that um, however the client would prefer. So I can definitely do zoom, which obviously then we can see each other, which I kind of like, but whatever the client prefers, but yes, I can do distance Reiki. Um, I see in-person clients here in the Columbus, Ohio area. So if you're here, come and see me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can connect either way. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sarah. Oh, I'm so grateful that you joined me and I just intuitively got to ask you, um, that, you know, about Reiki. It's such a wonderful thing that you have so much experience in. I really appreciate your sharing. You. And also, I just wanted to mention, I think, Laura, also sometimes you'll do sessions remotely and then send a person an email about what you, what came up or something. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I started to do that. I have clients in all different time zones, as well as I am frequently in different time zones. My boyfriend's in London, and then I'll go to Europe, and I'll be back here at East Coast, West Coast, like kind of all over the place. So that's often a wonderful option when time zones aren't aligning or just for ease where someone can ask me whatever they want me to look at or the issues that are coming up. And then I, I essentially send an email or a chat message with like, here's here's what I worked on, here's what came up, tips and tools and suggestions for moving forward. So yeah, that's a great option when it's either just not aligning or sometimes for people's schedules, that's just the easiest thing to do. Or if you just can't talk because you've got people around that's you. That's true, that's true. If you don't have that privacy, then that's a really great option, absolutely. And I, I really yeah. like it. It's interesting with remote work because I love in-person work, of course, but with the remote work, I think it's so easy. You can just fully tap and you're not distracted by the physical realm at all. <laughs> you're just like totally tuning into the psychic spiritual plane. And, and I really love doing that kind of work. Yeah. And I really love receiving that kind of work. It's so helpful. Um, <laughs> it's you. like calling on your super uh, fairy godmother. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and then whoosh, I feel it remotely. It's like, wow. Okay, great. Feel much better. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so Shelly, just let's end with Shelly, beautiful Shelly energy. Yay! How can, how can people connect with you and tell us about your upcoming course? So I have a couple things going on that I'm excited about. I am going to do a second round of a live course for kind of clearing your space energetically. A lot of people just aren't familiar with how to do it. Like you know, we know about Sage, we know about Palo Santo, but to kind of get into the ritual and the nuances and the details of clearing your space energetically and also kind of carving out a space to create sacred time for yourself and creating an altar. So I have that coming up next month. I'm also going to be doing um, an intro to, I'm calling it Crystal Basics 111. So it's going to be some crystal basics as far as the background of crystals, the healing that crystals have, um, shape and size do matter, and just um, some of the stones that particularly work well with the angelic realm. And then I will be doing an 11-week class 
probably not until next year called Spark. And it really is um, more shamanic based. It's still, like Chris said, tapping into your intuition where I will work with, you know, the spirit guides and spirit animals and animal messengers and some other tools like drumming and rattling and body movement and, you know, the galactic realm and how they're here to support and, I saw Kelly make a comment about sacred geometry. I'm like a huge sacred geometry nerd. So I love that. Um, so it's going to be really cool. I'm excited. So thank you, um, Sarah, for just sharing your light and allowing us to be in your container. It was beautiful. And it was so nice to see and meet everybody. I know it's so great to have everyone here. Um, and there's a comment in the chat. Highly recommend Laura's psychic training course and Shelly's clearing your space. Both are so amazing. And um, I think it's really lovely to be in a community of people that are sharing this energy and this intention. And so the last thing I was going to share was um, after listening to this podcast or panel or the experience of being here, if anyone has any more questions or comments to reach out to me at uh, bookings at the psychic because I would love to hear, you know, what your experience was and, and um, connect you with, with any of these awesome practitioners, if you'd like. So many blessings. Thank you so much for your time and the wonderful Reiki experience. I certainly feel much better and um, sending love and light. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Artist Podcast. To learn more about me, you can go to sarahrossiter.com, on Facebook at The Psychic Artist Podcast, and on Instagram at srossiterstudio. Thank you for listening and many blessings.